Don't think healthcare professionals have any business experience? Think again. No topic is off limits as we share tales from our brave hosts who will always tell it like it is. We are hashtag no filter healthcare. Here to guide you through your healthcare journey are your hosts, Taylor Dunn and Tamara Donda. We want to thank our sponsor, Uptime Health, the leading healthcare equipment and compliance management software company for bringing this podcast to fruition. Visit UptimeHealth.com to learn more. Let's get started. Welcome to hashtag no filter healthcare. I'm your co-host, Taylor Dunn. And I'm your other co-host, Tamara Donda, and today we have our guest speaker, Dr. Allison Dangler, who is a subject matter expert in organizational leadership and development. We're so happy to have you here today, Allison. Thank you. Thank you for having me, ladies. Yeah, it's funny. Allison and I met a few months back through text message. It was nothing fancy, but we made it work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, through a, through a mutual friend, Sam Strain, and we just clicked instantly, and um, I knew we were going to be friends for a long time, so I'm really happy that you're here today and to give us your perspective on leadership and organizational growth, but let's get started to learn a little bit more about you, so we'd love to have you tell us about yourself and your experience in the dental industry. Great. Thank you. Um, like Tamara said, my name is Dr. Allison Dengler, and, um, <clears throat> you know, I have my doctorate in organizational leadership and development in the business space. And once I was done with my program, um, it was like, what do I do now? Right. And I ended up in healthcare originally, then leaning into the dental space and, it really was this evolution because I knew I wanted to impact people's lives, but in, in what regard, how, right? And in terms of the dental industry, there's no better way to impact people's lives than through their smile, their oral health, and how they feel about themselves as individuals. Because you can't help but see somebody smile when you interact with them. Um, and I really took that through working in you know, multiple aspects of dental, where I was working in dental implants, growing offices through the DSO space, then multi-specialty, um, and then also working in family-owned and operated practices as well. So I really have been able to see all aspects of the dental space, learn how I can help impact the offices operationally and really grow and develop those teams. And it's really been rewarding as well. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, your background is just really impressive and I'm learning from you every time we talk. I feel like you teach me something new, so it's really great. But, you know, from your experience and especially coming into an, an established DSO as a new leader, that sometimes can bring some growing pains um, right. and we've all experienced it. So I'd love for you to tell us with hashtag no filter, how you address this scenario and turn those growing pains into professional growth for the individuals in the practice. I love the no filter concept, right? <laughs> um, you know, what I was going to say is I've, I've been in that situation many times um, where, you know, I either uh, was promoted to a new role as a leader or joined a new organization and it's tough, right? You go through those growing pains and you really have to take the time to get to know everyone you're working with from the top down. And I actually like to look at it as meeting people from 
all all levels, but also knowing who are those leaders within that space who can also be great resources and help with the initiatives that I've had and been tasked with. So really, um, my best approach has always been to go in, really take the time to meet with all of the department heads and really get to know them and forge that relationship and create that foundation, right, Taylor? I mean, like, even when we met, just taking the time to get to know what makes us tick, what you're passionate about, but then also not just how those resources could help me with my initiatives, but what could I do to help make their lives easier as well? And it's really forged some great relationships. And I would say it's really been a strength that I've developed as a professional along the way. So one of the most common objectives for organizational development operators and teams is communication, right? I think we all know that it's so important for each division to really speak to one another. So, you know, for us at Uptime Health, we definitely have like have addressed this issue, right? Where we need to, you know, communicate better internally between organizations. We're all working on so many different things, but the more that we communicate together, the stronger we are as a team. Um, How have you implemented better connectivity, you know, with any organization you work with? Well, I am all about communication. I've always said to me, there's no such thing as too much communication. I'd rather ensure that everybody knows what's going on and that they feel good about it. Um, Because obviously you'll get greater performance out of teams when they feel confident in what they're being tasked with and that they feel a part of it. Um, What I've done is really worked on creating these collaborative partnerships where we can have um, regular meetings to come together knowing, especially in in the DSO space, right, with de novos especially, as you're growing and opening more offices, there's so many moving parts. And if everyone's not working together cohesively, there's so many pain points that you can hit along the way. So even having um, collaborative cohort meetings that I would have where, let's say, an office had already opened, and then I noticed that there were um, potential speed bumps, you know, or things on the radar that could get in our way. That's where I could pull key individuals that could support the initiative and make sure that the office opening was supported, the teams would be supported. So it could be any, anyone from a clinical director to the founder to the head of recruiting, the CHRO, just bringing everybody in to make sure that, you know, maybe we couldn't get everybody hired on time. Maybe the talent pool wasn't what we thought we would have, right? Because you never want to deviate from the mission and you always want to look back to, you know, the core values and are you tying every decision you make to the mission and the values? Because those are what ground you and keep the performance and the company growing and consistent as well. Yeah. And I, I bet through that clarity that you're providing through those meetings and bringing those departments together, you're also able to identify some of those star team members that can stand up and really take initiative and, and take charge and make a difference. And it may be surprising to the whole, whole company to realize who those people are because they haven't had that opportunity maybe before. Exactly. And, you know, I don't want to point just strictly toward the de novo space. I've also worked in mergers and acquisitions before I was in dental. And it's the type of thing where 
you go through these situations that are new, regardless of the model, right? And a lot of unplanned things can happen. And to me, that's the excitement of it all. If I couldn't do a role where it was the same thing every day over and over, right? <laughs> like, like the definition of right. insanity. <laughs> um, so yeah. that's where, you know, really being able to say, okay, here's, here's what we need to do moving forward. Here are the key things that will keep us performing at the level we want to be performing at, but also we always need to be looking back to make sure we're growing from the experiences we had along the way and that we're updating our standards as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you had mentioned a little bit earlier about hiring, right? And, um, you know, of course, one of the biggest issues in healthcare right now is burnout. And I think it's always been, you know, a problem. So knowing that you are so people-centered, um, how do you provide more clarity throughout the, the hiring process so that you find the right, the right team? As we're hiring individuals, I've always made a point to really develop a relationship with the head of recruiting and be able to make sure that um, we're on the same page in terms of what we need for the role. Because it's one thing to be a hiring manager or recruiter and think, okay, I have this role to fill, but they don't always know what a day in the life for that individual looks like. So I would often invite individuals into one of our offices to experience, you know, what what we provided to the community and to our patients via an experience, right? And then also being able to, through the interview process, be able to highlight for individuals also, what a day in the life looks like, really get at um, any pain points or non-negotiables that they might have as individuals, because I've always said, you know, people like to appear that, oh, they want to drink the Kool-Aid, <laughs> right? And culture can be so exciting, um, yet when certain individuals get into a role, it can be too much as well, right? They might want to go back to their old ways, and it's quite easy for candidates to come in and say, well, I've been doing this for X amount of years. I don't need you to teach me anything new. And that doesn't work in growing organizations that also expect individuals to have a growth mindset. So it's it's really critical to make sure that you are candid with the individuals and also hear from them and listen, but then make the right choice, not just as the hiring manager, but make sure that you also have somebody with you committed to helping make the decision. So a hiring partner of sorts, because, you know, we can also get blinded by somebody who's full of energy, has a great resume, but this way down the road, you have a partner who can say, oh, it didn't work out. And I didn't see that coming either. Right. And we're all human. So it can just make for a great collaborative experience, but also help you be better um, as leaders down the road as well. And make sure that you're retaining team because it costs more We all know this. It costs so much more to have to replace team and cover the cost of turnover than just taking the time to be upfront from the beginning. And then also listen to your team members along the way, having those check-ins, making sure they feel good about what they're doing and that they feel informed as well. Right. And I think also creating a space where if they're having some disruptions with the new organization that you're implementing, that they feel comfortable to come to you. But, you know, I'm also curious about, you know, what do you do in a situation where you can see that some individuals are truly struggling with the new 
implementation of certain processes and how do you address that head on? I've often tried to partner them up, you know, with, uh, I hate to say buddy, but, you know, a mentor within the office or someone who feels more confident, especially if someone comes in and let's say you're implementing a new software program or new tool, right? Um, For some people that aren't technologically savvy, that can be really daunting, right? So taking the time to do little sidebar training, make sure that they have someone they can go to if they have questions without judgment and creating that safe space as well. Um, They'll feel more committed to the role that they're doing, but also it will eliminate anxiety and stress um, when they're with the patients. Right. No, I think that's such a great idea. I mean, to have someone that they feel comfortable with, that they it's truly being a mentor for them. It's not that int- intimidation factor where, you know, they feel like they're getting um, yelled at or, you know, they're not doing things right and the frustration just builds. So you're not really addressing the problem versus giving them that opportunity to learn to better and grow themselves. So, Definitely. And even when you look at how many dental practices are out there, as a leader, you constantly have to be looking at, well, what makes us special? What makes us different? Why would a patient come to us for their oral health care versus, you know, competition across the street? Yeah, 100% agree. Well, this was really informative and I think it's always great to see from a leadership perspective, um, you know, how you approach different scenarios. And I think it's important for new leaders to hear how to approach a situation coming into a new established um, organization, because that's definitely a different experience rather than growing with a new organization. So um, great perspective. And we've definitely learned a lot from, from you, Allison. So it was really great to have you on today's episode. And I'm hoping we get to see you at some point, maybe a conference in the near future. Are you heading to any in the upcoming months here? Not as of yet. I'm filling my calendar up as we speak. So I'll keep you posted. Okay. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, if you run into Allison, you definitely need to to talk to her because she's a wealth of knowledge. So um, listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast or comment below if you have any questions. And we are... Thankful to have you, Allison. Thank you, ladies. I enjoyed it. Have a great day.